episode 114 hella black back here with these segments you know what i'm saying Man, <laughs> this segment we really gonna dive deep i mean we gonna we gonna dive into it now i don't know about deep yeah don't, don't that would be accurate we're gonna we're gonna dive into neo-colonialism and have a by the end of this episode have a, a strong understanding of colonialism settler colonialism as well as neo-colonialism especially how it shows up for the new african right so this is essentially is a neocolonialism from a, a new African perspective, you know, so. Yeah, and it's, it's neocolonialism has many intricacies, so it will be impossible for us to give it to y'all in 20, 30 minutes, but like B said, y'all at least will have a strong foundational understanding, um, and a n- book that I would tell y'all to read to get a real deep understanding is uh, Kwame Nkrumah's Neocolonialism, The Last Age of Imperialism. That is a deep dive into neocolonialism, um, which will help you understand again the, the many intricacies of it and how it has come to play in the 21st century and what that means for new African black folks and all other oppressed peoples of the world in the 21st century. Yeah. Um, so y'all, y'all wanna die. Before we even go into new, new neo-colonialism, um, we should first define colonialism for our listeners. Um, and what colonialism is, uh, it's about uh, taking control of a territory and then subjecting the people of that territory uh, to the interest of the foreign power, the foreign power being the colonizer, right? So it's again, taking control of the territory and removing the interests of the, and removing the, I- and removing the interests of the people of that territory, right? Um, and replacing those interests with the social, economic, and political interests of the foreign power, right? It is a, uh, a social, economic, and thus a political form of subjugation, which would describe this country and would describe the experience of the new African, of the black, of the shit, the African on the continent in the 21st century. That is our experience, right? We are a colony. We have had our interests removed for the interests of Euro-American interests. We've had our social, economic, and political interests removed and replaced with the Euro-American interests. To where everything we consume goes back to the colonial government, goes back to the colonial corporations, goes back to monopoly capitalism, right? And then uh, the evolution of colonialism is neo-colonialism, hence the neo. <laughs> New. <laughs> New. Neo-colonialism, right? So it's the evolution of colonialism. It's when a, a colonized nation achieves, quote-unquote, independence, yet this newly independent nation is still subjected to the political, social, economic, and cultural order, uh, the former colonial system. Uh, Kwame Nkrumah said, quote, the essence of neo-colonialism is that the state which is subject to it is, in theory, independent and has all the outward trappings of international sovereignty. But in reality, its economic system, thus its political policy, is directed from the outside. So essentially, it might give you all of the quote-unquote looks of independence, right? But it's being directed by the colonizer, oftentimes the former colony, right? The, the French, right? Or the British, right? We, we just saw the French dropping uh, tear gas from... Jet airplanes, I believe. I believe in Brink. Well, what I'm trying to say, and recently, uh, they had it was in Niger. Niger. It was in Niger. Yeah, yeah there was dropping. But with I think tear like gas, even right? like last month, there was something in Burkina Faso. I think yeah. all, there's always something when neocolonialism <laughs> is going on, right? The, the again, so that that's that's what neocolonialism is, right? Especially uh, in the context of of the continent, right? If we're looking at neocolonialism in terms of 
the new African, right, is, is different, right? Because what we experience is settler colonialism, not the, the traditional form of colonialism of where uh, uh, the British or the French or the Portuguese or the, the Dutch, the Belgian went and, and colonized the land, right? But settler colonialism uh, is when settlers steal the land, move their, their population, right? So, okay, in, in the United States, the European, the European came to the U.S., moved and set up a permanent population, and at the same time uh, committed acts of genocide against the population that's from there, the indigenous population, the, the Native Ameri- the so-called Native Americans. They ain't American. They is an indigenous people. Mm-hmm. They is the first people of this land, right? So that, that's settler colonialism, right, is when the European steals the land and it sets up a settler colony in America. That's why we call Europeans Euro- Euro- Euro-Americans. We don't just call them white. We call them Euro-Americans because it traces their ancestry back to Europe. Right in America, we know America has no legal or political or social right to even exist. I, it's a made-up settler colony. So Israel is a settler colony where you see these Zionists, these Zionists setting up a settler colony and stealing the land of the Palestinian people. Shit, you saw it in South Africa, Rhodesia, right? <laughs> where these, these, they they have the nerve to call themselves Afrikaans or whatever the fuck. These, no, I'm, s- I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep it alone. <laughs> <Whatever. laughs> These uh, settlers came to South Africa, installed a government, right, and to where the the people, the indigenous people, the indigenous African, was subjected to the the permanent population set up by the settler, right. So, in America, we understand neo colonialism as a evolution of the co- of settler colonization. So, it's settler neo colonialism essentially, to where uh, at the end of Jim Crow, essentially it was a, 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 j- a containment strategy. Right. This this so-called notion of integration was all about containing the revolutionary movements of the black power movement of black folks picking up guns and fighting in the streets for independence from this European system. Right. So what did the colonizer do? The colonizer said, hey, y'all could come join this system. Right. So when we used to have all all white police forces, now we have black cops. Right. We used to have all white presidents. Now we have Barack Obama. We used to have uh, no black vice president. Now we have Kamala Harris. We used to never have a black Department of Homeland Security. Now we have black Department of Homeland Security. So it recruits the colonized person into the colonial system to do the job of the colonizer, right? And that gave us the illusion, right? The the trapping, the outward trapping of quote unquote being free, quote unquote being a part of this society, quote quote unquote we in a post racial America. But what is it installed? Is neo-colonialism, and then we know what Obama did. He took imperialism to new heights, right? So that that is a uh, neo-colonialism from that from the new African perspective. Yeah, and, and what you touching on in terms of um, in terms of um, you know, new Africans being able to be, or yeah, new Africans becoming neo-colonial agents and being able to contribute to the uh, the status quo of neo-colonialism, and in his book, Nkrumah talks about. Um, how that can date back to uh, after World War II, right, with the creation of the welfare, with the creation of the welfare state, right, which is where you know after World War II, America couldn't just return to those huge wage gaps, right, those huge economic gaps between the rich and the poor, and thus the creation of the welfare state. But how do the capitalists, you know, have the funding, get the funding to create the the social stev- services needed for the welfare state while simultaneously increasing their capital and in, in economic wealth? You got to take your exploitation abroad. 
fight. And there we have imperialism. <laughs> you gotta, you right? gotta take it abroad. <laughs> and this was backed by working class uh, Americans at that time, right? Because it's like, well, shit. Hey, as long as we get, you know, our clothes, some working our class cars, Americans. some some working class Americans. As long as we get our our clothes, our cars, you see it in present day, right? As long as we got our iPhones, we got our TVs, we got our streaming services, we got our J's, we got our Yeezys, we got shoes our that I wear, healthcare. Long as we, long as we got those things, you know, shit. Who cares we, we'll what's going on in Africa? Who cares about Africom? <laughs> who cares about coups in Latin America? Right, and then those same people will fall victim to the American propaganda. And say, you know, Africa is owned by China or Africa is controlled by China and have no uh, analysis of imperialism, of U.S. imperialism. Right. And we've seen that propaganda being pushed throughout Twitter right now, throughout Instagram. Right. Again, CIA backed apps. And and this (laughs) is why pushing pushing that rhetoric of Africa being owned and controlled by China. And it's it's important that we understand neocolonialism because then we can understand how we are complicit to it. Right. What is what does Jalil say? uh, If you don't fight back, you you complicit to it. You complicit to the neocolonialism that's going on in your own in here in the belly of the beast in quote unquote America, and you complicit to the neocolonialism that's happened in Africa, in Latin America, in the West Indies. You complicit to that. You complicit to that, right? And again, we understand that if we're dealing with one of the the strongest, if the strongest imperial power ever, as it pertains to the United States of America, but. You know, this is why we gotta organize, like we talked yeah. about in the episode before. This is why we gotta organize so that we can so that we cannot be complicit. Yeah, because of course we we in this surrounded by this capitalist system and we're forced to consume it, right? The way we counteract that is by organizing, is by building towards revolutionary change, is by building cooperatives, uh, uh, building alternative methods, alternative systems to the state with the goal of freeing the land from Euro-American control. Right, that that's how we we fight back, and we, it, it's a must to fight back. If we don't fight back, like you said, we is complicit. If you complicit, what does that make you? That makes you no better than the oppressor, in my opinion. Right, that that's still wrong. If if you is gonna let oppression happen, when you know that oppression is happening, you complicit in it. You ha- you have to you have to fight back against it. That is, <laughs> that has to happen. You know what I'm saying? And of course, that's an evolution you have to go through as a person. You know what I'm saying? Of, of understanding that we have to build systems and programs to be able to support people to fight back. But that's part of nation building. <laughs> that's that evolution, you know, and, and it's part of that sacrifice, right? Because we have to, again, going back to uh, the new African class struggle episode, we have to call out the neocolonial agents in our community. We have to draw that line of demarcation so that the people understand what a neocolonial agent is. So we don't have people say, well, we need a black DA. We don't need a black DA. We need to abolish that whole system in general. We don't need more black cops. Black cops kill black people at the same rate as white cops, right? We don't need a, another black president. That black president dropped more bombs than any other president. Developed the CIA drone strikes to new abilities and CIA black black sites to new abilities. It didn't close Guantanamo Bay, right? Th- that's the type of terrorism that neocolonialism creates right so it's that's why we have to we have to fight from a revolutionary perspective because how can you join a settler colony and expect yourself to get free that in itself the is a contradiction you you cannot join the side of the slave master (laughs) and even if you could what does that say about the rest of the oppressed masses of the people what does that say even if new africans was to fully integrate all of us was to fully integrate. What does that say about our brothers and sisters on the continent? What does that say? 
It just means we all black. About the we, folks we, in the Middle East. We knew African oppressors. About the Palestinians. <laughs> Straight up. What is that? What is that? What does that mean for them? Is that what we want to be complicit to? And again, while we urge y'all to study about neocolonialism, and you can read in Kuma's book, you can look at uh, was the second episode of We Are the People. Third. Yeah, the third or second, second one. Second episode, uh, where B touches on neocolonialism. We urge y'all to study it because the, the thing about it is. To the to the untrained eye, it is imposed as freedom. It, it, it appears as freedom and democracy. It, it it appears as sovereignty. But how can you be sovereign when ev- when you again you are subjected to the social, economic, and political interests of the ruling powers? When every decision you made is guided by their response. If we look at nations, right? When you look at it, Afghanistan, when they have to be cautious of what they do because it can mean that they people no longer have access to albuterol, right? Inhalers. Right, if we see the, the vaccine apartheid that the U.S. is expanding in Africa right now, if we see the, the lockdowns that are happening right now because of these new variants, what is that all about? That's about neocolonialism. That is about fascism. And that's what neocolonialism is, is fascism. It's fascism when you integrate an oppressed person into the colonial system and they do the job of the colonizer. That is fascism. Because what has it led to? It has led to imperialism, right? <laughs> it has led to imperialism of the highest degree and that's what Barack Obama took it to and they handed off the keys to Trump and then the keys got handed back to Joe Biden. What is Joe Biden doing? Keeping AFRICOM just how it was. What's Kamala Harris doing? Saying the new war is going to be fought over water. Where's all that water supply? Where are all the resources? The continent. They are announcing war on our people, on our ancestral homeland and we sit there and vote for them? That's complicity. <laughs> when you vote for a genocidal terrorist by the name of Joe Biden, it's complicit. When you vote for any president, a lot of ways you was complicit to the state. We know that the state should not be should not even exist. We know that the state is a genocidal state. Would you vote for a, a Nazi regime? <laughs> you wouldn't. So why the hell are you voting for this American regime? Your actions should be directed toward, towards building decolonization program so that we can free the land from your American control. That's how we end neocolonialism. We don't end neocolonialism by joining the master's house and being a, and being a house we Negro. We strengthen neocolonialism when we do that. <laughs> we strengthen it. We strengthen it and we co-sign it. When you, uh-huh. you, you wear that I voted sticker walking around like you did some civic fucking duty, <laughs> walking around Safeway smiling like, I voted, I did my job. No. <laughs> what you did, you just co-signed America and you're wearing that flag proudly. And again, I understand because if the thing about neocolonialism is a form of psychological warfare, it warps the mind via propaganda again to make it seem like change is happening, to making it seem like progress is happening. Look at you have the black president, you have the black vice president, you have the black attorney general, you have the black DAs, you have the black cops, you have the black billionaires, you have the black, you have, you have black, you have representation. You have a black ownership. And if you group. have been, if you have been conditioned to believe that representation is simultaneous with uh, with power and sovereignty and self determination, yeah. then who's it's not it's not really your fault. But once you know better, you have to do better. Once you know better, you have to do better. And if you listen to this episode now, you know better. Yeah. And if you don't trust our word for it, then go listen to you know go read about the people who've already talked about this kind of shit. Go, go read, read the about Jaleels. the Africans who was <laughs> writing about this 40, 40 years ago, <laughs> right? Fifty years ago. So we we just have to be able to realize how much propaganda too, because representation, this representation, this uh, 
imperialist identity politic that is being pushed where it says join the system and enact violence that is that representation that's a, a opioid <laughs> to the masses where we, masses become addicted to the this idea of representation but what does the representation do it causes the destruction of not only yourself and our people but our homeland africa feel me so we have to end neocolonialism and the way we do that is by building programs for de decolonization by building the front for the liberation of the new African nation to where we can have true independence and true sovereignty. If you want to be an anti-imperialist, be anti-imperialist to your action through building programs and alternatives to the state. Because the state has no legal right to exist. The state violates every single form of international law under the United Nations. The state is responsible for genocide. That we have, we have to, if we want to stop our genocide, we got to organize. Organized and neocolonialism. That's what we're under right now is neocolonialism. Episode 114, Hello Black.